Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. Deep inside the caves in South Crypt, our heroes have battled and defeated a strange spirit troll and a frightening collection of bones. But they're still on the hunt for one more creature they know live somewhere inside the cave. They've discovered the original system of caverns now extends into spaces after water has filled a deep hole and created a pool leading under one wall. Carlton has taken a brief look into the next room to see darkness and more zombies before moving back to his friends. And now they have a moment to decide on their next move. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren. You might know me as Obo Crazy. And I just have some lemonade for today. I was going to spike it with something and then I went, nah, I actually don't feel like it today. So I just have a nice, tall, refreshing mug of lemonade. My giant D&D mug. It's a huge mug of lemonade and it is delicious and i am happy carlton what are you drinking uh so i've got the last of the sodas that my buddy jason ram friend of the show has brought over and it is the cock and bull bitter orange Ooh, the cock and bull cock and bull oh Ooh. yeah it's is it bad. any good yeah it's not bad i mean it's not like super sweet but i also it's got bitter orange in the name so you're not really expecting a lot of sugar bernie what are you drinking i have a boozy milkshake Oh, so good. Yeah. In my opinion, my absolute favorite, favorite ice cream place in all of Ottawa is Mushu Ice Cream. And if you're going to get like your traditional flavors, it's really not the place to go. But if you want to try something really new and really good, like, you know, a lot of people do weird flavors and you're like, well, that was weird, but I wouldn't. This place is really like, really good. Like, um, the ice cream I bought from them today is bran biscuits and clotted cream. Oh, wait, wait. Bran biscuits? And clotted cream. Okay. And it sounds like, what? But it's yeah. so good. It's like chunks of the thing in it. And the clotted cream is really, oh, God. They do, like, a bunch of, like, fun, weird, funky flavors like that. But they all work. Steven had a beer ice cream from them one time. It was phenomenal. So I went and I bought a pint and then I decided I would make the milkshake with it because it is got these really wonderful kind of cinnamony notes and like it's very early fall and I decided I would add one of our little rums from when we were in Tortola and I have spoiler and this is not a first taste test this is like something I've been drinking most of the night already. Um, so if you're ever in Ottawa, I highly recommend Mushu. Go in. If you're feeling scared of, what else on the, of what's on the menu, their uh, local strawberry is like the best strawberry ice cream I've ever had. But I encourage you to try a bunch of things and branch out because they're phenomenal. Sounds good. I like experimentation, even if, it, even if there's brand in the title. Sure, I'll give it a try. It's like eating an ice cream that's been made with scones. Okay, that sounds better than bran. <laughs> That's a yeah, better way at to first sell. The bran was like through me, and I tried it, and I was like, "Hmm." Well, Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular, and tonight uh, I ran in with dinner because I was running late from the gym, and so I threw some Fireball into this here Dr Pepper in a Sonic cup, Diet Dr Pepper, and it was pretty good. I call it a Dr Rocket. 
after the bottle rocket that uh, that our 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 lovely compatriot Jules made up uh, that drink from from a while ago. But this is a Doctor Rocket. It's I, I would say I prefer the bottle rocket, but the Doctor Rocket ain't bad for a drink that I literally like threw dumped together like before I got here. The other half of that, the shot of Fireball, tonight is dedicated to one of our patrons, Nefertiti, one of our friends that we get to hey, see at all the yay. cons we get to go to. Uh, we, we saw him at RTX. It was great hanging out and talking. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at PAX Unplugged, maybe? Hopefully. We'll see. I know he's maybe. in the air. <laughs> and finally, Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening is Nectar Sweet Rosé. And you'll notice there's a hexagon, it's hard to see with the camera, with a little bee on it. So, a little bit of a party uh, co- cohesion there. And a live tasting, because either I haven't had this before, or I don't remember. So, amnesia of the mind, but never the heart. Here we go. <laughs> so poetic. Oh, that's very sweet. I, I like this. I mean, it's almost like like honey. So, uh, it's what you're it got kind of like good rosé flavor, makes me feel right. This has been sitting in my fridge for forever, and I haven't had wine in, like, over two months. And I'm the kind of person where if something hasn't been finished in my house, I feel like I have an obligation to finish. Case in point, the blueberry Cheerios have been sitting on top of my fridge for months. I randomly, my kid's not eating, She had, we gave her some eggs, we gave her some strawberries, she's eating the strawberries, not touching the eggs. I um, pour myself a bowl of blueberry Cheerios for breakfast, and I started eating it. And then my kid started looking at me, and I'm like, hey, hey, Travancore Jr., you want to try some? And she, I slide it over, and she takes a little bit of it, and I try to have my bowl bite back, and she's like, no. Just not <laughs> even, like, mad. Just like, you can't. It's mine now. It doesn't matter a fact. It's mine dad. now, Dad. You, Yeah, it's ah. like, you can't just take things back. That's not cool. So uh, we end up sharing that bowl, actually. But that's kind of my, my reduction. So it's something you not- are a Cheerios commercial. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's a Cheerios commercial. That's a heartfelt Cheerios commercial. Here, Dad, eat these for your bad heart. Oh, thanks. Your cholesterol sucks. Have some Cheerios. Aw. Hey, listen, Cheerios are delicious. If, if that's what you have to have, I, I'm all for Cheerios. I love Cheerios. Especially blueberry Blueberry, Cheerios. they're really good, actually. I didn't know there were blueberry Cheerios. Oh, they make everything Cheerios now. They're probably like spunk- pumpkin spice Cheerios out there. I think... Izzy may have showed us a hashtag friends of the show. Izzy may have shown me a, a box them at some point. I have had pumpkin spice Cheerios. They are eh. And I say that as a cliche white girl who does like pumpkin spice. More importantly, though, they make peanut butter Cheerios. Oh, which I've, I've had those. The are peanut butter chocolate the best. ones? Yeah. No, yeah. not the peanut butter chocolate ones. They just make just peanut butter? Peanut butter. It's the best thing ever of all time. Subscribe. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. The, the peanut butter chocolate ones are also delicious. You know what's not delicious? This cave system you're in. Nope, that's a bad transition. I don't care. I mean, I here's the thing. It, it, it's not wrong. You're not wrong. It's not, not tasty. Would you like Bernie to lick the wall really quick and we can establish? I only want Bernie to lick the wall if she is incentivized to do such a thing, claiming to want to uh, claim this cave system for her own. Uh, but as the DM, I would never suggest that because, you know, that would just sound bad. But I think you you are all high enough intelligence to recognize licking the walls of this cave, especially filled with undead, is a bad idea. And that even if you did, it would taste horrible. You are all standing around in one of the rooms of this cave system. As I talked about in my little intro, you have recently gotten the lowdown from Carlton 
as he has taken a quick look into the next room to see what's going on and come back to report. And then we paused there so that you could decide how you wanted to approach the next room. So what would you like to do? Hmm. So we're still, are we in, what, we had a weird set of literal mental gymnastics when we were trying to figure out if our, uh, if our call was still up. Oh, yeah, the, the Rary's telepathic bond. I think Jonathan recast it because you took a short rest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it is it is up it is definitely up before Carlton does his swim because I do remember him doing the relay of what he saw in the next room because of it. Well, it wasn't up and then it cuz I swam back. No, it was up because then there every I I thought everybody joked about the fact that you could have just in the call said said what was going on. Yeah, we uh, were yeah. kind of being idiots. So, yeah. Oh yeah, yes, that's you right. Could've, oh, you could have gone and murdered everything. Wait, Carlton Who, being us? an idiot? No, I th- I call that being on brand. Grant. You're not an idiot. But I do no, I dumb think I things. Said we were being idiots and just didn't have you stay over there and kill both of these things. Uh, Carlton, um, I'm wearing a lot of armor and, uh, it's gonna be kind of hard to get over there. I'm wearing heavy armor. Okay. Uh, so when she says that, I start tying the rope around her. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh-oh. Uh, wait, no, what? I'm, um... No, so that way, if, like, you can't make it over, I can pull you back up. It's like Bernie bait. Because uh, you have to get over there. It'll be fine. This yeah. sounds, and don't take this the wrong way, like a horrible idea. Uh, the other alternative is to let you free swim, and and uh, that sounds even worse. And the, then the, the third alternative, alternative the third, is to leave you here. When potentially there is a there is a monster that you would be very effective against uh, and and fighting, so okay. Why don't we make the birdie handle and then we and then we'll just we'll just drag you along. What It'll if we don't tie me? What if I hold on to it? Well, just in case, like I think I think if you hold on to each you know, other, like if, if like if your if your armor if your armor starts weighing you down more than you can hold on to the grip, then it's got the knot as a backup. Carlton, uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular has a thought, though. We are we are going into a combat situation right away, so maybe hold you holding on to each other uh, and swimming over would be the best idea, because then you're immediately ready to fight. Ooh, we could tie it into a Bernie Bjorn. No, okay. No, no we're not, no. Oh, we, we can't, no. we don't have time. I don't think we have time. I think you'll just have to hold on to each other. I, I believe uh, Travancore and I and Shadow... Uh, can make it over. Bux is in his pocket dimension, so he will be fine. Lauren, how long did it take me to swim over? It was very short. Like a it minute? Was... No, 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 no. no. We, like, you... you're, you're doing like 15, 20 feet of swimming. So yeah, yeah. Um, so that's like, to give you an idea, a minute would be like four laps of a pool. Yeah, this was, we're talking, Jonathan's right, it was only, it was less than 20 feet. So it was very, very short, considering all of your um, strength scores it wouldn't normally be a problem. However, it is all completely underwater because you have to duck under, under the yeah. wall. So there is actually a moment, in, uh, several moments where you have to be completely submerged. And there is the watery depths below as y- you get the sense that this hole that used to lead to the Underdark is now completely filled with water. And so Bernie's fear of sinking to her death 
is not unfounded. No, so no, on no. the one hand, short amount of s- swims time. On the other hand, sink to death. What if? And Bernie, just hear me out. Okay. You can hold your breath for that length of time. Yes, I can. We do have an extra dimensional space that you could hold your breath in so you don't have to worry about swimming. No, no, no. Just no. hold We're on. just gonna... You know what? Actually, I thought we were done with bad ideas and it... We keep coming up with worse ones. Let's go. Jonathan the Muscular is starting to stride over to the pool. I had one more. I had one more. You never... You never disappoint, Carlton. You never disappoint me. Um, I guess we're gonna... Tie, yeah, let's do this. Let's tie a rope around my waist, and we will drag me. And then I'll tie it around mine, and then we'll have, you know, you'll be we'll, you'll be good. Because I need my hands free to swim, so I can't hold on to Bernie. Yeah, I should probably do a little swimming so that I don't just sink, because uh, right. that's longer breath holding. I mean, if Bernie wants to hold on to me and hold on to my back, she can. And, like, maybe hold on to the bag. Like, not go in the bag, but, like, use the bag strap as a hold-on, but, like, also be tied just in case you slip as a backup. But I need my hands and feet free to swim, so I can't Fine, physically get it hold it someone who has pulled a child around a pool that way, that is actual viable. All right. Uh, I grew up let's, in a pool. That's a right, thing you do. You get on your mom's back, and you get, like, swooshed around the pool, and then they go, okay, we're going underwater. Yeah, it's it's actually, that's, as, as a lifelong swimmer. That's totally a thing. Someone holds onto your neck and you walk around the pool and then you swim around a little bit and then you go under the water and they think it's fun and then swim. All right, let's, we've, now, we've now figured out, we've got all the bad ideas out, we've figured it out. Still not the best idea and everybody out there who's also a swimmer, who's also taking life savings things, we're dumb. It's okay, we are. We live in a fantasy world where fantasy things happen. Yeah, it's a di- way different to do this in a, a five foot deep pool than it is to do it here, but we're doing it and... Uh, Here we go. Sploosh. Yeah, okay, and uh, Coco Snoot's gonna swim, too. Yeah, Coco Snoot and Shadow are gonna have basically the, the same task as everybody else, which is they know how to swim, they they can do this, and they've got enough intelligence to be able to, to navigate this, and you all have a constitution strong enough to be able to hold your, your breath for the admittedly very short amount of time. So it sounds like everybody except for Carlton and Bernie are just heading through by themselves and then bernie and carlton are are you still doing the tie yourselves to each other and then bernie's gonna hold on to carlton's back is that what i understand that's what we're gonna do that way if something happens and she loses her grip she doesn't sink to the bottom there's a rope to catch her okay i need a marching order considering you are going into a room that you know in advance has at least a couple zombies uh jonathan the magic muscular is gonna go first so he can just zap zap Okay. I was just going to say that, uh, tra- then Shadow, then Travancore. Okay. How much clearance do you want to give each other? Like, is it, are five you close? Feet. We'll say five. Person goes in, wait a beat so that they're five feet behind them. And so that way, if like a line effect goes off or something unforeseen, at least we're a little bit separated. Okay. Jonathan, and then Shadow, and then Travancore, and then who's next? Uh, I guess it'll be Carlton slash Bernie. Yep. Carlton slash Bernie. And the animals pulling up the rear. And then Coco Snoot. All right. Sounds like a plan. Are you trying to sneak into this room or are you just getting in there and doing the zapping? Nope. We we know it's in there. They're just zombies. So we're just going to. I'm not going to like predator out of the water like uh, like John was saying last week. Um, I'm just going to. I'm going to come out like surprise motherfuckers and (laughs) start zapping. All right. Supplies motherfuckers. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> I miss dokes. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> no longer family 
for the audience friendly. at home listening, Jonathan just pulled out a box of fries when saying some fries, motherfucker. The Sonic, yeah, some Sonic fries, yeah. There you go. Okay. As I said before, everybody can make it over fairly easily. I will need Carlton to make an athletics check as you do have someone that you're pulling through the water. Yep. So as we get in the water, I, I you know, we got Bernie on my back. I'm going to kind of like along the edge of the water. I'm going to face land and kind of like ease ourselves in. And then I, like, all right, Bernie, you ready? Uh, yeah. You know what? As ready as I'll ever be, honestly. Three, two, one. And then I'm going to dive us under and kind of like kick off. And then I'm going to do my athletics. That's right. my gasp for breath gasp. Is that do you have bonuses? Uh, that is with my bonuses of my plus nine. Uh, so with my plus nine, I got a twelve. Oof. Okay, Jonathan, you surface. I'm taking a second to quickly just turn the map around, and we're gonna turn draw map around. I know right I kind of did the same thing. <laughs> Make you. it so it's accurate. Put those zombies down. Oh, you're doing something different. I was doing. I'm, Van Halen. I'm doing the fucking original, not goddamn Van Halen. Oh. <laughs> All right. You come out of the water and you, knowing in advance what Carlton has said, you see the two zombies. They are about uh, 50 feet away. This is a larger room. You actually cannot see to the end of it, uh, but it is exactly as Carlton described. As you're climbing out of the water, you get to act first. What would you like to do? All right. Closest zombie is going to get a slightly elevated uh, magic missile. So they are going to get four missiles to their face. Sure. So let's see. Let's do some damage. Ooh, 17 damage to the first zombie I see. Ooh. Ah, uh, not good. Wow, by one. Okay, uh, that first zombie you hit, blast a hole with your magic missiles through its chest. And for a moment, it looks like it's going to stand and then it crumples to the ground and stays down. But technically, each missile is a separate uh, source of damage. Uh, so the it? DC would be lower. So basically, the first one is for, uh, the first one would probably get my int mod. So that would actually be 10, 10 damage on the first one. Oh jeez! You know Sorry. what? I I don't feel you don't like want to deal with that. Okay, no, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that. No, you're you're a hundred percent right, but uh, no, I'm just, okay. That's fine. That's that's fine. I'm, I'm not okay looking that. at these zombies as being a long term thing. So I appreciate the accuracy, but in this case, I'm going to say it just dies. Roll a cool. That causes the second one to turn around, and at this point. Um, since that's your action, we're kind of loosely initiative here. Travancore, at this point, you surface out of the water. Whoops, you do see the second <laughs> You do see the second zombie there. Okay, I'm going after zombie number two with an arrow. Sure. That's gonna be a twenty two. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. That's gonna do nine damage. Okay. That zombie is still standing. It's got an arrow sticking out of its upper arm, and it, but it's a good forty feet away, and so you 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 think it's it's not even really going to make it to you in time. Shadow at this point crawls out of the water. Um, would you like Shadow to do anything? Sure. Shadow's going to run up and attack that second zombie. Finish Travancore's job for him. He's he's forty feet away. So, so like Shadow's going to use his full movement there, and he's going to roll to attack. Yeah. Oh, but unless you get 10 is not going to... Oh, it's a zombie, so maybe. 10 will hit. Yay! Go ahead and roll some yeah. damage. Yeah, zombie. Yeah, zombie. Don't do 11 damage. It's still standing. Uh, it is It is now looking a lot more injured as it's been raked across the chest. Carlton. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. 
Bernie is heavier than you expected, and you're breaststroking. It's not a Bernie. It's the armor. The the entire package that is your your gnome. I think cleric. I actually made a weight for her. I mean, it, yes, she is a small being, but that does not mean she is. She's still a a full package of person, including her armor and what she is carrying. And so she is not an insignificant amount of weight. And despite the fact that she you are all. <laughs> she oh, is, Lord, she's sinking. The, well, the both of you kind of get like halfway there and you're going down more than you're going straight. What oh. would you like to do? Oh. Bernie uh. going to... You've gone like 10 feet uh, forward and like 10 feet down. All right, Bernie, I need you to hit me. What? Hit me. What? Hit me. Okay, um, she's going to take Kevin out and, and, and whop him on the ass like a little pony she's riding. Do right, I need to say I'm that assume- again? She's going to take Kevin out and she's going to whack him on the ass like a little pony she's riding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bernie, roll an attack. But it will be with disadvantage because you are underwater using a a mace. As an eight. Mm, no. I, that does, yeah. But I wasn't expecting Kevin, and that puts me into a rage. No. No. Now I get advantage on athletic checks. No, I don't know I don't why so. that, like, you need to be surprised. Um, like, you can just go into a rage. I know. But it was funnier. So, Bernie, you pull out your mace. And he goes, wait, shit, this is a bad idea. <laughs> And fortunately, you're not proficient in swinging a large mace underwater. And the water resistance means you just kind of go. And just plop it on his butt. Just like, bink. Yeah, you you just barely touch. And it, it's like half you're not comfortable hitting your friend and half, oh, water resistance. But yes, Carlton, if you would like and to Carlton go in. Carlton realizes he's fine with Bud stuff, but not with Bernie. <laughs> so you go into a rage. Which I didn't need to do because the first roll was a nat 20, so a 29. <sighs> well, I'm real I, angry I will... about this. I'm real I... angry that I'm sinking. Yes, except, uh, so you're going to essentially double move now and and get yourselves out of here. Bernie, you're not exactly sure why tapping Carlton on the butt causes him to suddenly explode out of the water like a, a <laughs> jet pu- propelled rocket but he does and the two of you land sputtering on the shore unfortunately that is going to be the entirety of your your action for this round as as there was some extra movement but uh but no you you're underwater for maybe 25 seconds at the most definitely not enough to be worried although there was that moment it is the zombie's turn (laughs) the zombie's gonna swipe at shadow and roll a natural 20. Oh, dear. So I will oh, you drink. Dang. This was not the outcome I wanted. This was an outcome. It was an outcome. This was an outcome. So, <laughs> so shadow will take 10 damage as this zombie reaches out with longer claws than you were expecting and rakes along shadow's side. Oof. And we are back to the top of the round to the initiative. Jonathan. Well, time, time to barbecue this thing. Jonathan the Magimuscular has a fiery notion, and he spits a fireball at a firebolt at it. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a twenty-three to hit. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Oh, okay, way better. Uh, that is going to be twenty-three points of damage. Yeah, second zombie falls over the little flesh that's still on its bones, 
crisping as it is barbecued. And uh, we are out of initiative. We weren't really in proper, proper initiative. But yes. It's Jonathan the, the Magimuscular takes his finger guns and <laughs> blows them out and holsters them. I don't even know why I did that. What's a holster? <laughs> Jonathan the Magimuscular is confused. All of you are now out of the pool, soaking wet, a little cold. It was, that was cold water, but uh, it was a, it was a short swim. So, uh, but you are all soaking wet. All right. Uh, we could use some help looking around. So I summon Bucks from his pocket dimension. Okay. Oh, ah, sorry, buddy. Uh, you're out of the po- Pokeball for now. I don't know what a Pokeball is. Well, hello there. I'm Russ Moore, your Dungeon Master from Dungeons & Dragons. We're a D&D 5th Edition actual play podcast, and we're four friends who just love Dungeons & Dragons. Adventure, collaborative storytelling, laughing, and just hanging out with friends. Throughout Season 1, we play through the adventure module Rise of Tiamat from start to finish with some extra flavor thrown in the middle. Season 2 begins with new characters, new stories, and a whole lot more laughs. We're Dungeons and Dragons, and we hope you can join us every Wednesday for a new episode at dumbdragons.com and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Until then, have a great week, and we'll talk soon. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official, free-to-play Dungeons and Dragons-based clicker game available on PC and Mac on Steam and Web, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, iPad, iPhone, and on all the Android devices. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for the podcast, and it is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from the Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, C-Team, Force Grey, and more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. And speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folk who make idle champions, we're fortunate to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. Now this code expires on September 22nd, 2019 at 8 p.m. Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. F-E-E-T-H-A-I-K-M-U-S-T. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show. What would you like to do? Let's uh, let's have a look see around. Oh, let's uh let's check out what's left of these zombies and see if they have anything on them. Okay, who would like to investigate the zombies? Who's Yo, going? I okay. will investigate the one that uh, that I crisped. Bernie could investigate a zombie. She's probably like proficient in zombies. <laughs> uh, why? Because she's got religion. She's good at killing them. She should be good at looking at them. And I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, you are more than welcome to investigate either zombie. I am. I'm amused. You know what? Just just for the hell of it. I'll give you advantage. Why not? Good. Because oh, was just underwater. She looks like a drowned rat. She struggles, struggles, because you know what happens to a knot in water? Mm-hmm. It's hard to untie, friends. She oh, yeah. struggles. She's like really close to just peeling off her armor and drying herself off. She's like, that's a bad idea. So she's just going to trudge over to the zombie. Is Coco Snoot? Coco Snoot came with us, right? He's fine. Yeah, Coco Snoot was right behind you. 
She's going to pat Coco Snoot and be like, you smell like a wet dog. And then she's going to go investigate a, whatever the non-crunchiest zombie is. Sure. Uh, Travancore, what was your investigation role? Oh, yeah. Let me do one of those. Detective Travancore investigates to the tune of a 19. Hey. And Jonathan, what was yours? 21. And Bernie? Bernie also got a 19. Okay. All of you pat down these corpses. Don't find anything. They they are obviously long, long dead. All of you also notice that they're almost skeletal. There's there's very little left on these things. And while they are humanoid, they seem to be like put together. It's almost as though something or someone reassembled pieces to create these bodies and reanimate them. These are not full corpses. Uh, what? Oh, God. Oh, no. This is, this is... Oh, dear. Yeah. What is it, guys? <sighs> these things have been, uh, are, they've been assembled. Like, these weren't complete bodies. Something made these. Like, and not just, hey, I'm gonna make a zombie. No, they were like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the DIY the DIY do it yourself zombie assembly kit. Oh, is it like that play we saw in Waterdeep, uh, Frankenstein? I think the one in Waterdeep was called Frankenstein's Monster. Yeah. Because in Faerun, it's Frankenstein's monster instead of Frankenstein. Because you know, and then people get confused and they we call pronounce him, it yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, Frankenstein. But yes, yes, Carlton, it is like that play. So these guys we killed for no reason. They were good hearted all along. Hmm. No, um, no. So no, the um, monster was good. The person who put them together was an asshole. Right, but these are the monster. I mean, right, but these are dead, so we don't have to worry about these. And, and then these would have killed us. More worrying that something had enough spare parts lying around to build these. And they made them somehow. Didn't you say you used to toss bodies in the hole? Mm. This is why you don't toss things in a hole, Carlton. Uh, I don't know that Carlton was to blame for that. I think I, I was five. Well, someone tossed those bodies in the hole, and it definitely wasn't me. Also, this is an abomination against literally every god I know and like, and uh, we're going to destroy them with fire. I'm good with that. Someone made uh, dead lemonade out of dead lemons. No, that's don't no, that's. <laughs> called taking Queen Bay's name in vain, what you just did. And we're not going to do that again, because um, this is not comparable to lemons in any way, shape, or form. I meant no offense. Yeah, it's good. So anyway, let's, uh, they don't have anything useful on them, but I think we've learned quite a bit just from what they are. So clearly, what whatever we're dealing with, um, I mean, Jonathan the Medjimuscular feels like for most monsters... The, the Heralds of Greenness don't really give much quarter, but I don't think we're going to give this thing any quarter. None. We don't, no quarter. We don't get to know its history. We're just going to kill it. We could burn the entire cave system to the ground, honestly. Uh, that would require magics beyond either of us, I think. Oh, I think we could do it. Don't we? What's, the, what's in the jar right now? The what's in what jar? Manny's jar. Well, you just said mayonnaise jar, so now it's mayonnaise. I didn't say anything to the jar, Carlton. I know how it works. <laughs> it's all been the tailbone so far. You mean the jug. Uh, I have not assigned a liquid to the jug. Can it make oil? It can make oil. Let's make oil. But it can also do crunchy peanut butter. The problem, the problem, Bernie, is that this cave system is extensive. And even though we could set fire to a portion of it, we couldn't set fire to anything. 
to everything. Plus, it would not burn down. It would just burn and then eventually go out. Yeah. What we could do is mayo and to make a mark of where we went so we don't get lost. No, that's a poor use of mayonnaise. And we've used mayonnaise pretty poorly in the past. Yeah, let's, uh, I think we'll be fine. Let's go find, find this thing and kill it. Bucks, let's have a look-see. You're sending Bucks out ahead? Yeah, Bucks is going to go scout. Okay. How far is he going to fly? And um, is he just swooping around? It looks like uh, you. none of you can see the other side of this room that you are in because it is beyond even your dark vision. Would have, would, if he was in the tell bond, then went to his pocket dimension, then came back, would he still be in the tell bond or would he have been removed? I feel like maybe with the dismissing, he may have been removed. If I remember correctly, Rari's telepathic bond, does it talk anything about working beyond planes? Let's have a look-see. Yeah, that's a powerful enough spell. It wouldn't surprise me if it said something. Bringing up the old telebomb terms and conditions. Can't extend to other planes of existence. So yes, he would have lost... Con- you're, you're getting a busy signal from Bucks when he comes back from the okay. pocket house. Well, I still have his normal connection, so he's going to go... He, we're going to move, and he's going to go 90 feet ahead of us. Okay. You are all also going to kind of move towards the edge of the cave? Yeah. Okay. You all move in that direction. He swoops on ahead. Go ahead and uh, have him give me a perception check. With his keen eyes, he looks about. Uh, That's going to be a 20. Awesome. He swoops around and you can see that the cave kind of continues uh, for another like 50, 60 feet up until it then narrows a little bit more and there's another passage leading off to the left and down and in order to stay within the 90 feet in front of you he doesn't go too far down the passage but he swoops on down and kind of takes a look around doesn't really see anything comes on back okay yep bucks uh thinks the way is clear so onward onward and so we go you all just start squelch down down you know the what? tunnel. As as we're squelching, as people pass him by, uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to become a uh, a little drying area, and he's going to press digitate water from each other as they pass by. He's like, "All right, Aww. you're dry. All right, next. All right, you're dry. Next. All right, you're dry." Why are you doing his- this? He's going to do, like, as soon as Bucks comes back and he hears some squelching as we start, he's going to stop and let everyone pass him, and he's going to press to digitate them as they walk by. Okay, so, like, before they get into the passageway? Yeah. It's going to take a little while because I believe press to digitation only does that in, like, five-foot cubes. So to get everybody, it's going to take a couple of minutes. But you do that, and everybody's dried off. Shadow takes a, an extra moment or two because trying to get into his undercoat. He's like, oh, this isn't working. Hang on. <laughs> Jonathan Magimus has got this. It's working, but you got to go through layers in order to get through all of that water. And uh, But now none of you smell like wet dog, wet bear, wet bird, or wet people anymore. You continue down this passage as it curves to the left and down deeper into the earth. And... Yeah, I'd say most of you, just because you've been kind of mapping this out in your head, you can tell that you're starting to spiral. Like you've gone down far enough and around that you're almost directly below the entranceway to this cavern system. And as you 
continue to come around, it opens back up again into another room, this one with a flattened out floor. It's not tiled or anything, but it's obvious that this stone has been intentionally worked and flattened and is is kind of a smooth-ish surface. It's not perfect. It's not like mirror smooth. And this is this is another large opening and it it goes up very high. It once again out high enough that your dark vision eventually ends and you can't see the ceiling of this room. And you can you can see that while it opens up to your right a lot, the passageway then continues on the far side, once again curving down and to the left out of sight. Um, do we want to see what's on the right and then keep going? Yeah, Bucks, uh, why don't you go ahead and take a take a looky-loo and, and see what you can see. Okay, so you're staying in the room and uh, Bucks is going down the passage? Yeah, down the passage on the, to the right. Okay, he's gonna go, uh, and, and is he staying within your 100 feet? Yeah, he's gonna go, just go out 90 feet and then fly and come back. Alright, have him roll another perception check. Yay, 21. Okay, let me quickly do that. Okay, with a 21, he flies down the passage. It's another just kind of 10 foot wide passage. The the rock on the floor becomes rough again, and nothing seems to be remarkable, and he doesn't really notice anything. All right, Bucks, you've done you've done some good work. Uh, why don't you go switch to rear guard, and uh, we'll, we'll go, we'll forge on ahead. And so Bucks is going to come on back, and now he's going to be uh, be behind us. Okay. How far behind is he going to be? Uh, just 50 feet. 50. Okay. And is there anything else you want to do, or are you going to continue through the passage? Uh, we will continue. Uh, well, I- guys, keep going. Yeah, I think so. Let's keep it going. Okay. You continue on uh, into the next passage. Once again, the rough rock under your feet. Uh, it's, it's a little more um, steep. This time, and you continue into a tighter spiral, and it almost brings you pretty much like a U-turn back into a smaller room. This one, maybe only about 50 feet by 50 feet on a side, uh, another like 40 or 50 feet up above you. There's uh, what looks like some cloth and stuff on the ground, and the, the space ends. Base ends. Okay. Are we sure it ends? Or does it just look like it ends? Uh, I guess I could detect magic. Detect magic. I'm gonna detect magic. Alright. Tell me a little bit about detect magic and and where are you... It's a radius around you, or are you pointed at stuff? For the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but it's blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. I feel like they've decided that magic is, like... Kind of similar to gamma radiation, but not really. All right. Interesting. So you pop off your detect magic, and because of the radius and because of this room being not huge, it only takes a moment or two for you to circle the room and get a sense that, no, there's really no magic in this room whatsoever. Uh, And then, Bernie, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. 
Oh, wait, I have... Let me pull my sheet. I have a plus one to those saving throws. That's unfortunately... <laughs> oh, oh, no. Uh, What'd oh, you roll? Yeah, it's less than about talking shit, I think. Um, So, friends, I get a plus 11 to my wisdom saving throws. I rolled a 12. Proud of you. With that natural one, why do Sad you... Drink. What What makes you fail at this wisdom saving throw? I think Bernie's kind of like, well, it's just got to be fake. Like, she's thinking it's fake, and she's like, it's magic. It's got to be magic. She's, she's a little, like, just like, she's like, oh, let's just get through this so I can just, like, kill this thing. And, like, I think she's focusing on, like, the end game more than she's focusing on this because she just assumes they're going to waltz on through. Okay. Yeah. So you circle the room. You check everything out with your detect magic. Everything seems to be fine. And then in your head, you hear your friend ask you to please kill Travancore. Uh, what? What? For the purposes of letting Jules know what's going on, Bernie is currently dominated. So I need you to attack Travancore. Ooh, okay. Uh, do I get to choose the manner of attack? You've just been told to kill Travancore, so I will leave it up to you. Thank goodness for delegation. It's like, my, no micromanaging, which I'm grateful for. But your friend has told you to kill Travancore, so. Oh, see, like, I want to say I'd swing Kevin at you, but I don't think I would. I just, I, I want to do the thing that's, like, less damage, but I think if she's completely dominated. um, So Bernie's going to shrug and shake her head, and she's going to walk over to Travancore, and she's going to put her, she's going to grab him by the hand, and she's going to look up at him and smile, and she's going to cast Inflict Wounds. Uh, does Jonathan the Magimuscular see this? Oh, yes. Counterspell. How do you, I mean, like, it's a touch, it's just touch. It's a spell. I can. Here's here's what I'm going to say because yes, he can definitely counterspell it. The question is, would Jonathan know that Bernie is doing anything before it actually happens? So I want. I guess Jonathan... that's true. Yeah, because you could do. You touched us before without hurting us. So yeah. So right. if she like, just walks it over, it could be and... a cure, not inflict. Right. Yeah. So I... here's what I'll say. I'll let you roll an insight check, but it's going to be a very very hard one. Okay, uh, that is going to be a soft 20. Yeah, Bernie must be just looking at something that's on Travancore's body. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's Bernie. All right. All right, uh, roll your attack. There's a 23 hit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it is lucky for you. I cast this as a level one spell. Yeah. Uh, 3d10 necrotic damage. And now you all see this happen. You all watch. You're all very familiar with Bernie's Inflict Wounds. And so it is, once she casts it, there is no doubt she has cast this damaging spell on her friend. Whoa! 13 damage. Yeesh. And it is, at this point, I need everybody to roll initiative. Oh boy. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. 
We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.